Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukla, and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. Welcome to our final episode in this Behavior Bites series. For the past month, I've released two episodes a week covering common hot button behaviors that pop up throughout early childhood. Hitting, throwing, running away, ignoring, screaming, difficulty accepting no. And this week has been all about mean words. The last episode was mean words aimed at oneself. And today we'll cover mean words towards others, such as name calling. Another caveat for this episode, I will say a few common mean phrases that are typically heard during early childhood. No truly foul language, but it may be words you don't want to introduce or perhaps reinforce in your home. So feel free to pop in some headphones or listen without young ears around. Many of the whys behind aiming mean words at others is very similar to when children say strong words aimed at themselves. They are experiencing more nuanced and strong emotions, but don't yet have the precise language to articulate what their actual message is. And when we think about it, adults have difficulty doing this when we are emotionally charged. The example I like to give to parents is one that can frequently pop up in a domestic partnership and may sound something like, you never help with dinner. Why am I always the one who has to plan the meals and organize all the food. Now, what happens if the partner responds with, that's not true. I just helped last night. I washed all the dishes. You just don't appreciate what I do. Chances are the conflict will escalate from there. (laughs) What the first partner was probably trying to articulate was feelings of overwhelm and a need for help. But when we get into our emotionally charged states, we tend to exaggerate and speak in absolutes because we're trying to be heard and make a point. Same is true of our children, and they have less life experience and an immature brain to work with, as opposed to adults who have a fully developed brain and decades of experience. But name calling and other words such as that, can be hurtful. So how do we honor children's development and guide them towards more pro-social interactions? The first thing is we can't take it personally. We don't need to act wounded, horrified, or super upset, even if the insults are aimed at another child because the other child will look to us to see how we respond. If we give those words the power to wound us and really affect us, then both children will learn to put a lot of weight on them. Instead, we want to stand confident in those words of like, yep, we can handle this. 
then we need to consider the message that the child is trying to articulate. So just like when the overwhelmed partner who said, you never help, when the message actually was, I need help, we can help clarify our child's message in less hurtful words. If the child hurls, you're such a poopy face towards another child, we can enter with curiosity about the dynamics between the two. Observe and try and figure out what happens. And if you can't tell, like if it's not clear, maybe you didn't enter right when, you know, right before it was happening, then ask with a neutral inquiry, hmm, what's going on here? Listen to the children's assertions and then help them articulate that message. Oh, you wanted to be the mom and she wanted to be the mom. And she's using the baby doll you wanted. Hmm. Instead of calling her a poopy head, you can tell her what you want. You can tell her, I want to be the mom and I like using that doll. Now, this doesn't mean, this isn't like permission for the child to steamroll the other child and get to be the mom and automatically get the doll that she wants, but it's an assertive statement to open up an opportunity for conflict resolution that didn't exist when it was just simply name calling, right? If she's just saying poopy face to the other child, well, we can't really work with that. We don't really know what's going on. If she's saying, well, I want to be the mom and I want to have the doll. Now we can focus on a solution. We can focus on that collaboration with one another, or at least the other child can push back and we, we know where both of them stand. Now, sometimes a child will just use name calling or insults to push social boundaries, right? That's a big job of early childhood is to really figure out social boundaries and experiment with them. Or maybe they're just even dumping out some of the yuckiness they're feeling on the inside. Like they just, they're wound tight. They've got some angst going on. They've got some sludge inside and they're just trying to get it out and they're dumping it on another child. And that other child, understandably, is becoming increasingly upset. I want to power that child, the recipient who's being called names or receiving the hurtful words, I want to call upon them to use their assertive voice. So if the crying child comes up to me and tells me, he keeps calling me names, or maybe I overhear some of the insults, I may respond with the child, hey, it looks like he doesn't like this, right? I'm trying to draw attention that other child, like let them see the impact. We talk about consequences sometimes. Everybody wants to know, well, what's a good consequence for this? This is the consequence, the impact of his action. Wow, it looks like he really doesn't like this. This isn't fun for him. And then if that child is a verbal ability, I may ask, do you like this? Are you having fun? Now, I know it's obvious, right? If he's crying, it's like, duh, no, he doesn't like it. (laughs) But I want to empower this child to be able to share that himself. This is about empowering the other child, not just stating the obvious. So of course, that child is going to say, no, I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Tell him, I don't like it when you call me poopy face. Call me by my name. Or don't talk to me right now. (laughs) Um, 
sometimes they'll throw in that bonus at the end. Now, if the child is timid or maybe too upset to use their strong voice, you can go with them and model it for them. Hey, he doesn't like that look. He really doesn't like when you call him that name. You can call him by his name instead. Or if you need space, sometimes if I know the issue is they need space, say, or if you need space, you can take some space. And then I usually try to keep moving towards a positive exchange, right? So we want to focus on what we want more of. I don't want to get dragged down in the name calling and emphasize that. What I want to do is I want to address it. And then I want to help facilitate a pro-social interaction between the two children. For example, if they're building something, I may say, whoa, what are you working on over here? Oh, you're building a jet? Oh, and he's building a zoo? Whoa. And then try and link, right? I've highlighted, I've brought awareness to what they're both doing and attempted to build a bridge between the two. So now maybe the jet and the zoo can be used together in some sort of collaborative play. Again, depending on their age, I'm assuming this is a typical behavior for four or five and six-year-olds. So collaborative play would be a skill that is developing and developed in that age range. If you've tried the Instagram parenting tips and tricks to gain connection and cooperation with your child and it's still not working, or maybe you just want to grow your parenting toolbox or grow your own personal skill set. If you feel confused about how to respond to some of your child's bigger behavior, or maybe you need the encouragement and accountability to make the changes you know you and your family need, CORE offers the weekly support and tools to make these powerful shifts within a supportive, uplifting community. We talk about real-life parenting, not the neat and clean two-dimensional examples given on social media. You can learn more about my core membership program by heading to www.kayleekukla.com backslash core. It's a month-to-month membership. You can cancel it at any time, no strings attached, and it's meant to be on-demand parenting support. So you can access it when it's needed and when it's convenient for you. The link is in the show notes to learn more. And now back to this core conversation with Kaylee. If the name calling persists, there's a couple of different options depending on the child and the state of their receptiveness. Okay, so it's not going to work the same every time for every child. So I don't want you to walk away with that. There's a few different options here. Sometimes I'll invite the name caller into another space to spend some time decompressing and connecting with me. Usually there's something else bubbling beneath the surface. And the only way we can dig a little deeper is by stepping away from the triggering situation and spending some time together, right? We can't clear our heads and decompress and calm down if we're currently being triggered in that moment constantly, right? Sometimes we just need to detach and take a break and then come back to it. Other times, I'll invite the child who is being targeted to take a break with me. Again, sometimes the children just need time apart. Sometimes it's too much to try and go through the layers in the heat of the moment. Also, by inviting the child into another space and encouraging them to detach from that hurtful situation, we are showing them one of the many ways they have power 
and they can remove themselves from an unsafe or unkind situation in the future. You don't have to sit there and take it. Often, here's the kicker though, right? And I'm sure if you have multiple children in your house, this has happened. Often when we move spaces, the other child will follow. So the name caller will want to come with you. Most of the time, I'll invite them with us with the very clear boundary that we would love to spend some time with you doing this task. If we're going to spend time together, we're also going to be kind to one another. Name calling is not okay. So I'm proactively setting that boundary and setting that expectation. I find often that just moving the environment and engaging in a simple task can really shift that energy, right? We shift our physical space, we shift our energy. And engaging in a simple task, such as making dinner or coloring, or my kids like making bracelets, can be regulating, connecting, and calming, which ultimately results in kinder words and tones being used. If this is a perpetual issue, just ongoing, and often it is, A follow-up conversation with a child who uses hurtful language far outside of the episodes can give the parent more insight on how to help support that child in these situations. So don't be afraid to rewind and bring up situations in a non-judgmental, curious manner to gain a better understanding. This may sound like, hey, remember earlier when you and Sarah were playing Legos in the playroom? It sounded like something was happening. And I'll just pause. Just pause. I don't even ask a question because that pause invites the child to share. If they're unwilling to discuss or share at the time, leave an open-ended invitation for them. Now, again, I'm thinking like maybe five or six-year-old. So this is wordy. I would tone it down for a younger child, three or four. I'd love to hear your perspective about the situation so I can better understand how to help. When you're willing to share, I'd love to listen. In the meantime, remember your words can be hurtful. So if you're frustrated with someone, we can figure out a more helpful way for you to share your feelings and what you need instead of just calling names or yelling. That's it. That's the last episode in the Behavior Bite series. Thank you so much for joining in. If this episode was helpful to you, please consider sharing it on social with a friend or leaving a rating or review. All of these things help spread this information, which we know has the power to change the world one person and one family at a time. If you found this behavior coaching to be helpful, check out my core membership. We dive into specific behavior questions every week within our private supportive community of conscious parents. Learn more at www.kayleekukla.com backslash core, C-O-R, or you can just go to the link in the bio. Thanks so much for being here and have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm.